All right, question and answer time. But before we start on this particular topic, why don't you go ahead and you could probably summarize what we were just talking about before we started. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I'm flipping this back on yeah, you now. Yeah, okay, sorry. Because I'm, I was, I've done this twice, and I'm just. Yeah, trying this is to, the third time we've tried. I'm trying. I'm searching episode. for what I'm trying to say. So. Okay, so. Let you be Aaron over here. <laughs> so Moses was saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brandon was saying. Um, <laughs> biblical humor. Yeah. Um, the topic that we're going to discuss, kind of a little Q and A on today, is just how to read the Bible, how to go about it, um, kind of some nuts and bolts stuff on how to get started. Because I think for most of us, it is a really intimidating thing to come at. And we've, uh, to be honest, it's really upsetting, Brandon. I think he's just been trying to act like it isn't. But I've noticed, like, personally in our home, it's been really upsetting him these past couple days that he, maybe he might change his mind that he asked me to, t- to summarize what no, we've been talking go ahead. about. Um, go ahead. But the, the thing that kind of keeps coming up is what is his role and how much scripture should he be citing when we do these things? Because I forced him into this podcast um, when we started it. And well, every time we do it really, but, um, I forced him into this because yeah, if you're new here, please go listen to our like, well, even though they're probably pretty rough, but go listen to our first ones that explain a lot of this. <laughs> but I really pushed him into this because I knew, I really felt like God was moving um, in him to do something. And his devotion to scripture and to the Lord, I mean, is just like nothing I've ever seen in my life before, quite honestly. And I knew he needed to do something with it. And he has a wealth of knowledge in so many things. And I was like, will you please share this with someone other than me? <laughs> Because while I appreciate it, I think you need to share it. And so his desire really is to just share these things. But the whole idea of a podcast was more so to share. We thought going into this was to share just our conversations on these topics. And so when he goes about sharing them, he goes about sharing them like he would with someone who generally understood the topic at hand. And so the thing that I think is kind of a struggle for him to, we're growing and and we're, we're very raw and transparent in the things that we do. And so sometimes I think there are gaps because of the growth that um, sometimes just come to a head. And I feel like that's kind of what's happened here lately, I guess. Um, because it's been pointed out in some loving and helpful ways. And then it's been pointed out in people just trying to be mean and nasty ways. Right. Um, so I think that's where it's hard to, to kind of gauge where all this falls, but that was started bad at all. Right? Well, well, I we guess maybe you haven't got to the bad stuff. Well, when we started doing the podcast, it was just to kind of discuss on these topics. And our point is that's why we called it growing up churchy mm-hmm. because, we don't feel that our calling is to go out and just be like street preachers to right. the unchurched, right? We we don't feel like that's our calling. Not that there's anything wrong with that. That is a need that is out there in the world. Most definitely yeah, this world needs Jesus. It just ours. isn't, you know, what you do. But we felt that within the body of Christ, within the church, there are huge issues, huge problems, great apostasy, great just heretical teachings, and all this other stuff. And that's where Brandon really feels called to talk, to speak on. And so most of the times when he's talking on things, he is talking like if you'd be talking to someone else who is 
in the word every single day and has a, you know, General probably understanding. moderate yeah. understanding of scripture and what these things are and that. So when he yeah, right. talks, he usually isn't sitting here just, you know, to, to play the cite scripture game. You know what I mean? Where let's see how many, how much scripture I can cite in, in one conversation. But there's somewhere where there's a mix of that because there's nothing wrong with not being at that point in your walk. There's nothing wrong with being at that point where you haven't read all of it. You don't know where to find that information. Right. What are you saying? And, and that's the thing that I think we're kind of finding in this gap is the people that are looking for someone to stand and talk in biblical truth, it's because they've been a part of the church, but they haven't been given mm -hmm. biblical truth. And so people are hungry for that and they're looking for that. And so if we continue going on, not sharing hey this is where this is this is right. the, you know that's why we do daily bible study that's why we do these things but i think the podcast you and this is where we've kind of come to this thing where you didn't go into this i want to be a pastor i want to be a bible right. teacher like that's not what you did but yet that's kind of the yeah, role just, god's well, given you that you what, need to step into that's what's when you say so now talking on my side of it which that was a great intro i don't know why is you, it okay that was great <laughs> Um, sometimes I put all your personal information. Well, on I mean, some of it was everything. there, but you're right. I mean, I have, I've been really struggling with it because I, I do, I, I think of it in a different way and hopefully this will blame that. But at the same time on my side of it, I saw that this was coming to reality and that's why I dropped out of seminary to begin with was because this was getting to the point where it was getting like real. I was going to have to get uh, a local church ordinate, you know, I, I've explained this in a bunch of our older podcasts, but I would have had to get local church ordination and transferred credits from my school to, and, and this was and, getting real. And you don't have a local church that right. you agree with theologically. That you Correct. And, on. and I, and that just was never the direction that I wanted to go. I, mm -hmm. I didn't necessarily intend to be a pastor or, or a, really a teacher i mean I, I i didn't go into it thinking of that but of course go you know when you go into it and you're looking at it you're like oh man okay well i have to do this one day and i and i remember going through it and saying like oh yeah that else well that that's not me so i don't really have to worry about much of that and then as it started this started to grow and you started to bother me and just hound me and push me into this and let me tell you i mean this was just relentless and I went kicking and screaming. I was just like, no, nah, that's not me. Nope. Not going to happen. Not going to. But at the same time, in the back of my head, I felt it. I knew it. I knew what it was in the back of my I knew it. I just didn't want it. Mm -hmm. I, it was one of those things where I felt God calling me, mm -hmm. but I was like, yeah, right. No. Not me. No. Have you met me? Not no. this guy. Like, I'll get my life right, but... <clears throat> talking to people about this no that, but then it one thing led to another and here i am but my so never wanting never intending to do that though did give me a very dry approach a very direct approach and and i understand that that doesn't come through to everybody all the time and so I do apologize for that, for the people that are, are looking for something. And I didn't, it's just because of the way, you know, the, it, it just, I never thought. So it was something, that's something wrong with me though. That, that's not with anybody else. I, just cause I kept fighting this off, 
doesn't mean that the Lord didn't want it and doesn't mean that if, since I, if I'm fighting it off, that doesn't mean that it can't harm or not help somebody if I'm not giving a full explanation of things. So um, that'll, I guess, lead into... Well, one other point I think okay. I want to share about your personal business here. No, oh, great. Um, the other part of this conversation, you know, that him and I just had privately, so he thought, um, was that at the same right, we need to be aware of who it is that God has placed in front of us and what they need. What, right. Because I'm not truly serving someone if what I'm doing isn't helping It's just them, all so, right, right yeah, exactly. Not, we tell the kids that all the time. It's like, well, it's not helping if I didn't need you to be doing that. Like if you just caused a bunch of issues because you thought it would be sweet to, you know, take all of the laundry soap and pour it on the car, that's not helping me. Like, thank you that you wanted to wash the car, but that didn't actually help, you know, type of a thing. So it's the same thing for us. So if we're not doing the things that are truly serving and helping the people in front of us then what good are we actually doing so there is that side so of it. whatever was but lacking it, in that i apologize but at for. the same time on to to your side of it you're going well i can only do what i know how to do i can only teach the way that i understand it i can only do the things the way that i do it because you are different in some of the ways that you do things, right? Even you and I do things differently. Um, that's why you teach the kids math and I don't because you and Travis process numbers a different way than I do and I don't understand your way, you know? But when it comes to that, so you have to do things and that's where you were like, but I don't know how to do things that way. You know, you listen to some of these other teachers and you're like, I don't do, I, I'm not that guy. Like I cannot put myself there mentally. Like I can't do that. And I said, but you need to do stuff the way that you know how, because God wired you the way he wired you for a purpose. Sure. And there are other people out there that are wired like you, that those other things, they don't help them. Right. And so you have to, you know, cause that's the other thing we've been struggling and there's so many podcasts we've trashed because you start to do it, but you get so caught up worrying about how people will take it, how it will go. You know, you get so wrapped up with that that you're not, and I'm like, honey, you know this information. You know it like the back of your hand. You know scripture. You know all of this stuff. Say what's on your heart. Say it the way that you know it. Mm -hmm. Because God gave it to you that way, and that's mm -hmm. the way you need to do it. So on one hand, we need to be sure that we are serving in the way that those that God gives us the opportunity that they to need serve, it. that they need it. But you also need to stay true to the way that God has led you and directed you and made you because he did that for a reason, and there's no mistake in Yeah, that. there's not. And I, I have overthought how to appease everybody and to make mm -hmm. sure sometimes I get caught in going, okay, well— I need to explain this and I need to give biblical scripture back up for this and this and this. And then it just gets me twisted up and I just, you know, I'm like, okay, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. Mm -hmm. So with going with what you were just saying with just this way that I learn and that I know how to do things. Yeah. The only way that I can answer and continue to teach, uh, is the way that I have learned and what helped me. Mm -hmm. So I guess we can use that to, go into the question now do you think that yeah and, and the question here that we get and we got it very specifically just the other day but we get, we've gotten this quite often and i've touched if you guys do go on our youtube channel um heavenly minded homeschool i did some like how to engage your children in scripture like we've, we have touched on this before but let's just go kind of starting from the beginning how do i get started with reading my bible okay well because that's intimidating to most folks 
I, okay, ourselves included. Let me let me rewind real quick. So we'll keep that. But I want I want to make the statement and say that oftentimes people go, well, what's the scripture to back up this point that you're saying? Or show me where. And that is one of the most frustrating questions to me, not because I don't know where to show you or where to take you, but it just drives me nuts because that's the first person some or the first thing somebody wants or or, or asks for. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, for me, that's frustrating because I'm going, have you not read like the whole thing? Yeah. Very rarely. It isn't just one place. Very rarely in scripture is there only one example yeah of something and one idea built off of one text yeah and that's why to me it feels elementary to lead you to one text because and, so and often one now, verse. everybody does just little verse right. snippets here just topical stuff and that drives me you know, insane yeah. and that's why it hinders me sometimes from leading people to the exact verse or place because there's just one because like i said very rarely do we have an idea built off of one verse i have to say doing the biblical womanhood study Lori has individual verses you know right. and i get it it's just a little study like right right for. but i've noticed when i'm like go to touch on those in the videos i'm like okay well actually let's read a few verses you know actually never read the whole chapter we're reading the whole chapter that's what i but <laughs> like, that's what i'm so saying yeah just, and, yeah. and but that's because i have shown you i'm sure the yeah. way that i have learned and yeah. i guess that'll help in this um and also explain why this may sound a little different than a lot of the other ways that you may have heard sure. it's not because it's not it's it's all based off of this but i learn in the way of reading the bible mm -hmm. i had to know what i was reading because it didn't make sense to me playing off of my point before i even got into all of this that there's one verse to explain everything that you're saying mm -hmm. see i thought of on the opposite i didn't know this stuff but when people would ever just spout out one verse i would be like wait a minute you're telling me that's it? You're getting your idea off of that? Mm -hmm. So that was my, you know, I was the exact opposite. I was like, that is ridiculous. So when I went into this, I went in just full blown and I read, I had to read the whole thing. I'm like, okay, well, where does this idea come from? Where did, who is this talking to? What is this about? I had, I had seen things that didn't look right to me and people would quote scripture and I would be like, wait, that, that doesn't seem right. Mm -hmm. And then come to find out you go and you I read it and you're like, whole story Oh yeah. Whole picture, that yeah. So Jeremiah 29 11 means that <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> that's not the way I had always been kind of led to understand this. And that's, that's a problem. So <laughs> how to read the Bible first, you have to know what you're reading. So who, what, where, when, why? Like, what is this? Who is saying this? Mm -hmm. Yes, it's God's word and it is divinely inspired and every word is written by God, but he used human humans to do it. So who is writing this? Who is writing? Who is this writing to? What is this saying? What is the text saying? And what does that mean for me in my life, if anything? Sure. I mean, there are some things that don't really matter 
in there to me, you know, that, that, that don't apply. Yeah, like there's certain specific, you know, instructions or things like that, you know, when God's telling them how to set up the tabernacle, Correct. like I don't need to apply those I don't need to apply those instructions on my everyday life of yeah. how to how to build the tabernacle. Like, yeah, that's I don't need to do that. But I guess most of the time whenever we think to new people, I guess this is what another hang up to is new Christian new people, new Christians are coming that want biblical truth. I guess their minds always stuck in the New Testament. Because they're always they're always thinking about the guy. Yeah, I mean, but wouldn't you say most of the time mm -hmm, yeah. your mind's stuck in the Old Testament yeah. or the New Testament? You don't really know much about the Old Testament. You know, like Genesis of the flood, and you know, you know, you get all that. But Sunday school stories. Sunday school stories. Mm -hmm. But yeah, as far as everything that you're you're looking for or understanding is going to be in the New Testament. Yeah. Which. Okay, so I'm going to, uh, if that would be my first tip, start in the New Testament. Yeah, I feel like that definitely is um, easier. Or, you know, or start some more simple, like Psalms, Proverbs. I feel like Psalms and Proverbs are great for getting, because most of the times we're not in the habit of spending time in the Word. Yeah. So I feel like Psalms Those and Proverbs are, just are great to get us in the to word, get right? you in the habit of every day, I do this just like I don't forget to brush my teeth. I don't forget to be in the sure. world. Like those are great. Those ones, are I think, great. To get us yeah. Started. So you, I mean, anybody can read a couple Psalms. And honestly, the New Testament unlock. It's the key to unlock so, so many things the in the Old Testament. That so. I think sometimes when you It'll start, take you back. when you start off with that key already kind of in your pocket and then you go to the old testament yeah it'll take you back to the old yeah. testament the minute you get into the gospels and then yeah. in the letters because they all everything refers to the old testament mm -hmm. but you have to understand that the bible is broken up into like sections of books there are a bunch of different books in one book mm -hmm. so you have, watch what's in the bible genesis they do a great job <laughs> of it yeah, they do a really it. good job of it but i can't help but sing the song when we <clears> talk about it yeah I know it always plays in my head too. Oh, whenever you see, <laughs> well, and that was man, that was part of our history because that was seemed yeah. like when we first started the company, Travis would uh, watch that. Remember on oh we my had gosh, the DVD had player it, in the car, yeah, and they would just and watch that over they would and just over watch and over it over and over and over again, and that was like but it's fantastic. Possession. Yeah, it was great, it's a fantastic resource. But you break down the uh, Old Testament, you have it's it's broken down to um, what we call the the Torah. It's the the law, the story of creation, mm -hmm. all of that. And then you have the prophet books. You have Israel's history. Mm -hmm. the, the, not in order, by the way. Yeah. I didn't I didn't say any of those in order. I'm sorry. I was just giving you a general overview yeah. of what the Old Testament but is broken up and into. Understanding what these books are. Are they right. history? Are they poetry? The, right. They're history, they're poetry, law, mm -hmm. <clears throat> or prophet books, prophetic books, which that the those are fascinating we'll get to that but the new and then the new testament where which we which i recommend that anybody start in the way that the new testament is broken up in is you have matthew mark luke and john everybody knows you know yep. those those are your four gospels, gospels story which is jesus. the story of jesus and the good news of salvation and the completion of god's plan it through christ <clears throat> and then you have Acts, which is that's the church history, basically the the beginning of the church uh, after Christ's death and the apostles' continuation of such. And then 
you have the epistles, which are the letters, most of them written by Paul. You have those are which Paul was an apostle of Jesus. I think most people listening know that. Mm-hmm. A late apostle of Christ, not one of the ones that walked with him, but one that Christ appeared to after his death and resurrection and called Paul into being the apostle for the Gentiles, which would be us, the ch- church. Um, where am I? Romans? What did I say? Yeah. So <laughs> I think I was trying to like... You're, you're Paul's letters. Okay, so yeah, so I'm in Paul's letter. So um, uh, the letters deal with all of the important things of our faith mm-hmm. today because these le- these were letters to churches, early believers um, in your, Christ. A lot of your practical and, applications. Yeah, a lot of your practical application books mm-hmm. are going to be in the letters, and that's going to be your... Uh, Romans, Corinthians, First, Second, Thessalonians, all of those are, and you'll notice that on the very top of all of those books, it says the epistle. After Acts, up until Revelation, that's your. <laughs> right, right, and then we have the last book, which is really super unique, called Revelation. Mm-hmm. That was a revelation given to the Apostle John, which he is also author of four of the new testament books that would be the gospel of john and then your three johns mm-hmm. which are the letters of first second and third john those are letters to the church local christian churches as well but then revelation was given to john uh in about 95 a.d which is it was the last book that was written really really late towards the end of the first century obviously uh was the the unveiling of everything it was a last piece to the puzzle mm-hmm. of christ and the rest the, of the story the rest <laughs> of the story the vision uh, there's in the old testament book of daniel which daniel was a prophet daniel's told to he's given these visions of the time of the end as well and he's told to seal up what he has been given until the time comes well the time that came is revelation and that was the revealing of all of these things that will take place and the the finish of the story the the epic of the story so that one is is very unique with all the other ones obviously compared to because you have just general letters and then you just have this well you're discussing like you know proper ways to dress and what foods to eat and how then you're talking about dragons in the sky and stuff dragons and locusts with demon heads eating people you know what i mean like you you go and you're like yeah Yeah. and then you're just like whoa where did i just get to yeah which there's a lot of people do a lot of weird things with revelation too so but um so it's critical when you're reading the bible to understand for me how those broke down because i want to go okay well what is this well what i see thessalonians i see ephesians what what is this well you're not going to go read the you know old testament history and take that information and apply it directly to your life 
right? Like right. that's not going to fit. But you're not going to go and read the letters, which are the practical application for the church and how to harmonize scripture and live out your life and do all of these things. You're not going to read that and use that as just some like allegorical mm-hmm. symbolism of like sweet little gestures and notes for the people of that time necessarily. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so understanding what you're reading is going to help you to know how to apply and understand and process. And Correct. And even with stuff. just this, that little basic information right there, that I think you can see how that changes everything about one verse. Yeah. Can't you understand how that change? Can, can you see that and yeah. how that would drive me insane? I mean, I know, and I'm sure it does other people, but this is just one that really, really just, you know, that I know personally, because I'm like, well, wait a minute, Thessalonians, Corinthians, these are a letter. So that means a letter has got like a lot of parts to it. Yeah. And you can't just pick one piece out of a letter and read it and understand the whole letter. You can't do it. It's impossible. So... And also, we get that we need to get in the habit of understanding that we are reading somebody else's mail with the letters, with the letters to where these letters aren't written directly to us here now in 2019. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are, but they weren't. Mm-hmm. And the intent, you know, and and that's a huge difference later on down the road when people try to compare things and they try to become absolute with different things like head coverings and different things like that that that's when you run into um issues and issues and, and cultural things that you, you that understand and you'll need to understand in separating those things but there's plenty of encouragement and instruction and information vital information in those letters that we need to know so you know picking uh uh, one area and and the thing with the letters is they're mostly repetitive because most of the, the new testament was written by paul mm-hmm. and he was dealing with the same issues across these churches mm-hmm. you know he was like paul was like the uh you know the gm of the churches mm-hmm. all in the area so he had started up all these churches and except you know and he was just kind of the general manager going to each uh, church, so to speak, to 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 check the performance of each church to preach the gospel and and everything else. So you see repetitiveness in these letters, and you can see like one Paul, one point Paul will make in this letter in, in Thessalonians, he'll make you know elsewhere, and so that's another reason why it's difficult to base only one argument or one point or, or to point people in one place because you're like well this is a general theme because this isn't something that is only in one situation or one time this is a general theme throughout all of these letters and this is what points back to your point that you have in all of this being that if we are claiming and professing to be believers of christ yet we are not rooted in god's word every single day sure. as our utmost priority which I don't think many Christians would say, oh yeah, it's my utmost importance and mm. priority every day to read the Bible. That I mean, that just honestly just isn't. Most people do not spend time reading scripture for themselves, book by book, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. I mean, that just is not the norm. But if you are professing to be a Christian, but you are not rooted in God's word, everything falls apart. 
Why do you think the church is in the state that it's in? Why do you think the apostasy that's being, you know, just put out by the churches has been able to do as well as it's doing? Because we're not rooted in God's word, therefore everything can right. go on. And so that's what's hard when you're trying to talk about things. It's like, no, I'm, I don't have just a verse here and a verse there. Because why aren't you in the word? You know, right. we have to be in the this word. Is an, and this is, a, this is an, a, an understanding across the board. Because I think for you... If you're like, okay, if you need the scripture on this, well, I'm going to have to sit down and I'm going to have to list you off, you know, five, six books of the Bible. And yeah, you need to and, go and I'll be in the Old Testament and, and five because or six. Yeah. all of that harmonizes and explains the point to you. You are grossly disturbed by the fact that people base their whole everything off of a verse, right. a couple verses. And you're like, there's so much more to God's word. Stop minimizing it. You cannot spend too much time in the word of God. You can't. And too many of us go many days without spending time in God's word, just reading, just read it, you know? And right. so that's something that you struggle with when it comes to trying to find the sweet spot of like yeah i'm going to point you to scripture but no i'm not going to sit here and say you know this verse to back mm -hmm. up this point and this verse to back up that point and that's why that's why using a whole book mm -hmm. is context is key because mm -hmm. you have to put it in context mm -hmm. you can't take something out of i mean you could take any point in any book letter or anything and pull one line out of it. Oh, and make and it say take, whatever you want it to say. And say and do whatever you want with it. Mm -hmm. So it, it it gets awfully. That's why I always say, get in your Bible, read your Bible, and then you know people are like, well, but where? Yeah. Like, well, that's the thing. It's everywhere. But you know, I, I think in helping for you to to realize that it is a general theme is you have to know who, what, where, when, and why. Yeah. And in the context of all of these things is key and important and you need to, I mean, because there's things said in it mm -hmm. that as a surface read, kind of contradicting and crazy. Yeah. If you, if you just read them without any context or meaning behind it. And I would say, honestly, as far as understanding that stuff, um, like your, what is it, ESV.org? Yeah. Right? Get a they, study Bible. They've got the ESV study Bible is fantastic. It's free. Um, it's you, free you just online. have to sign up for an ESV account, which those are free. Yeah. And, but the, the notes and details and information on who it was, who it was written to. I mean, that stuff is really easy. It's a great resource to use. Um, and another one we've recommended a million different times, but gotquestions.org yeah. is an amazing website. If you are confused, not sure, have questions, you're looking and I'm going to throw them out there again. Brandon is available to you guys all day, yeah. every day to answer questions, help with this stuff. If you go to APHomeChurch.com, all of our info is on there. And we even have like a little chat box that you can, hey, I'm on right now. I have a mm -hmm. question. What's this? And he'll get a notification right on his phone um, to be able to respond to you. So yep. as far as trying to do that stuff, um, those are some great resources. Yeah, absolutely. So, so understanding what you're reading. Yeah, and just realizing that this whole thing, so now now that you've got kind of that little bit of understanding, I mean, this whole thing was all brand new, and, you, and you'll see that in the book. If you read the book of Acts, that's the history of the beginning of the apostles. The Acts of the Apostles is yeah. what the book is. 
Um, and that is just everything that they did, the beginning steps of the church, their travels, their stories, their confirmation of Christ and what they had seen and what had been done. And in that, you'll see that this is, you know, um, a just kind of a, a foreign idea even to these people because this is this was new to the Jews. It was new to the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. Nobody was really sure, especially the way with Christianity came in because it it didn't completely abolished the law but it took care of a lot of the necessary requirements for the law mm -hmm. so the, you didn't have to go to the temple to pray anymore you didn't you have, have to have the sacrifice you, you didn't to have fulfill. to do all of these things anymore what you wore so naturally this caused a whole lot of confusion everywhere but which applicable now to our everyday lives this kind of confusion is the same confusion t mm -hmm. today that we're having in the church mm -hmm. because people aren't sure how to do this or how to apply this to their lives or even how to apply this to the world around them so you know though it, uniquely it's even though it's not the same exact um you know conditions it's this, a lot of the same issues and a lot of the same questions that people had of it uh, and the same objections from non-believers and even people inside the church too. And it was this, we see a lot of the same movements in the New Testament letters that the, that the apostles were dealing with the, these, a lot of these issues of false teachers that were coming into the church and trying to spread this heresy was a lot of the same stuff that you see today. I mean, you see a lot of this. Some of it was replacement theology, which, you know, everybody says, ignore Israel. Don't worry. It doesn't They don't matter anymore. Who cares? Um, to Jews that were absolutely insisting that Gentiles kept the Jewish law and that if they didn't, they couldn't be saved no different from what we hear today there there was there was a form of mandatory torah torah observance too back in the early church so it's it's nothing that we haven't seen or don't see today mm -hmm. and that's why well you know if you had asked me to point out well where is it does it show point me out to the scripture where it says that there were jews trying to convince christians that they had to keep the jewish law i i would be like well let's see romans corinthian galatians i mean there, you it's, it's not just one spot i mean it's a whole theme of something that paul had to deal with well and so often now people want to just sling back and forth scripture at one another right well i believe this because this verse right here and this verse and this verse. Right. Well, I believe this because of that verse. And that to verse, me, that, that just like, cheapened no, 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 it. No, 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 no. Even the Old way. Book, total context. <laughs> somebody in, um, noticed that in the, the replacement theology one that I did, I didn't do a whole lot of scripture to that one. And that's what kind of thought got my thought process going on this one because I'm like, man, but the thing with explaining replacement theology, I. I could take you through every single prophet book. I mean, this isn't one place that this stuff is at. I mean, the, uh, this would be, this is everywhere, including the New Testament. 
So specifying and breaking it down to one area, I don't know. I encourage people to go read this themselves and start somewhere. And that's why with the basis of knowing what it is that I'm reading should help start somewhere. I mean, that's perfect. Where do you want to start? What do you want to learn? What do you want to know about Israel's history? Do you want to know about practical application? Do you want to know about the things to come? Right. Do you want to know about the exactly? It's it's what are you going for? It's all in there. Where the Lord is leading you. Don't. I mean, the first thing. Don't try to get anything out of it. Okay. It don't don't go into it expecting with an agenda. Yeah. That that you're going to read something and it's just going to change your perspective in your life right then and there and it's just. And that you're owed something that you just, you need, I mean. Because God's word changes everything. Yeah, it does. You show up with an empty cup and let him fill it And let him do it, but not up to what your Mm -hmm. idea of that is. Exactly. So you have to come to it completely humbled. And, And what that means is not, don't expect anything, don't be confused, pray. Prayer is the most important thing before, before you, you read reading yeah because you need Guide the holy me, spirit me, to right to to lead you through this mm-hmm. and to help you understand mm-hmm. um so i mean most people i guess would answer the question if they want to know about jesus so go one to one of the gospels yeah and don't overcomplicate it Mm-mm. put yourself in jesus audience when he's speaking mm-hmm. and what just think of yourself in that. Who is he talking to? Most of the time, he's talking against religious leaders. Oh. Right? Well, because yeah. they're leading the people completely incorrect. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the times, he's teaching, you know, yeah, he's, he's just fundamental truths, you know, of the, of the kingdom. So you just have to, to start there. And let the Spirit guide you through it. Put yourself in that situation. Remember that it's not about you. Mm -hmm. It isn't. But as far as understanding it, you have to put yourself, okay, what is Jesus saying? Who is he talking to? Mm -hmm. And that will help you tremendously. Mm -hmm. But don't let somebody, uh, oh, no, 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 that's not talking to you. Or that's not talking to us. Or... Like I said, it's important to have cultural context if something that is, is being said there it looks kind of weird and you're like, well, are you sure? I don't know about that. It it might not. But most of the time, what Jesus is talking about is he's talking about the world. He's talking about you and things that you and I understand and can identify with, with and yeah. deal with on a daily basis. This isn't new stuff. You know, he identifies that. Hey, guess what? Man will oppress the rich, and the or the rich will oppress the poor, and that this is a way. And there's injustice in the world, and there's all these things. And you're going, oh yeah, I kind of feel, wow, yeah, you're right. Yeah, there is. You're right, exactly. And these are the exact things that Jesus was saying. So, in answering the question of, you know, what about actually reading it? Do you start at the beginning and go through it in order? Uh, what do you do? I mean, I think both of us like. And if for myself, when I was like, I'm sick of people telling me what it says, I'm going to read this whole thing, every single verse on my own. I started in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 
it can be of great help to start in the New Testament, then go to the Old Testament, because that is a key to so much of the but Old Testament. But if you start like in Genesis and go on, you're going to get confused. You can. You yeah, can. it's very easy to get confused. Um, again, if you're just trying, it depends. Are you looking for something? You know, are you just hungry to know about God's life? Are you looking for practical application? Pray about it. Where is the Spirit leading you to go? I think there, you know, can be a great help in doing the New Testament first, then Old Testament. Um, if you are just trying to get in the habit and form that daily habit of being, you know, set your timer for 15 to 30 minutes a day that you just sit down and read your Bible. Just every day you do it while the kids are playing or taking a nap or after they go to bed or maybe you wake up early before them. I could never do that because um, mm -hmm. as soon as they hear that I'm up, they all wake up. But you just every day, set the timer on your phone. Even if you start off for 15 minutes every day, I'm going to sit down and read my Bible. Start in Psalms and Proverbs or something. That's an easy way to start and get going. Yeah, because um, we don't always have time to read in context like these things. Mm -hmm. But but the Bible, again, the Yes, the Bible is our bread, and, and we learn these things, but we don't just go to it just for vain things that get us just a little piece to, to get us self-motivated to get through our day. I mean, it's so much more than that, and it deserves so much more respect. And, and That's why that pray before slay or whatever thing like just makes me want to punch people or something. I don't know. Not, not like actually punch people, but just like, ah, what are you talking about? Like, it's not about just making it's not about self so if you're going about that's a big thing that people are pushing out these days is what makes you feel good makes you feel empowered puts you up at top makes you feel warm fuzzies it's not about it it's about christ right. it's about the lord like it has nothing like you are here to be you're an unworthy servant that's right. what we are we have to remember that so before we can go into reading it though which bible because there are many different translations mm -hmm. Um, which some of us may not be aware of how much goes into what type of translation, but what Bibles do we read and would you recommend as far as like the physical type and copy? Get a Bible that you can understand. Um, there's a huge move. There's that King James movement out there that swears that you should only read the King James and that's the only thing that you should ever do. And if you've ever and, been a part of that, like I know Brandon and I are talking about something else, go look up James White KJV, KJV only ism. Yeah, he he breaks it down thing. the whole history, the whole thing. There's, that's There's just a brief groups. summary of the people that hold to that thing because it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's not, yeah. And I think that, that people are like, okay, but I, I don't understand this because there are some because different translations are just the way that we've taken from the original text that we had and either translated them thought by thought or word just, by word. Yeah, I there's mean, there's, there's different, different ways to, in, any translation of anything because the Bible was not written in English. <laughs> Like these no, things were not written that way. So Greek, Hebrew, and Aramaic. So the way that that's translated, though, because other languages don't translate the same way into English as they do in their own. I mean, there's there's so many variables that go into it. Matt Whitman of Ten Minute Bible mm -hmm. Hour, he does a great job talking about the different translations. If you're interested to know more about that, and there are some that do get really wonky, and mm -hmm. really weird. Oh yeah, they get really crazy. And but that's I think true. I think we've been cast this huge fear over bible versions because mm. of i remember even my mom was sort of like that but i think it was because of like the super pentecostal so i think she probably was like that because of the fire bible type mm -hmm. thing you know like the 
those are I don't, okay, but I, I don't want to go too far off on that, I guess. But but what do you recommend? I recommend ESV for is me as the English Standard Version, which is my preferred version. That like the NASB, which is the New American Standard. Um, that one, those stick to the original text in the Greek as much as possible. Like those are the two that you're going to get that are going to be the, the best direct translations. Mm -hmm. Uh, the ESV for me is just a little bit more understandable. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I have come to really like the new living translation for teaching and for just general recommendation to people to read that haven't read a Bible, like the, that are looking to read the Bible and the NLT. And I actually did, if you go and back and look on our YouTube channel, I did a complete review maybe a year ago of every Bible that we own and use. So if you go dig through our stuff, I mean, I did um, do that. Anybody too. can read the, the NLT, NLT with our kids. Right. And we love Lily it. Lily reads through the NLT by herself. Yeah. So the NLT is extremely easy to understand and it doesn't take away from the rich, too bad it does not take away from the original text. Mm -hmm. um, they keep so it's not like your like right. deep theological study Bible, right. but now there's the like there's too. this. You, you may have heard of the Message Bible. That is that's kind of wonky because well, it's not kind of wonky. It's super wonky because it it he just kind of paraphrases things yeah. in that, and it's it's just weird. So yeah, so it's got some neat uh, little ways that it puts things, things but, but I wouldn't use it I as wouldn't your use Bible. It as your, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's a great thing where you can get an app on your phone, like the Bible app, right. and it has all the different translations right. in it. So that way you can easily swap between if there's something that stands out to you or it's weird or you're not sure you don't understand. Look at it in various different translations to to weigh and to look into it and see what the original root were, you know, you can do right. all of that type of stuff. So there are great resources. Right. So I guess the, my two personal favorites are the NLT and ESV. NIV. I like NIV. You like the NIV? NIV okay. Um, New King James version. People use that. That's mm -hmm. okay too. I, I'm not, but the Bible version argument to me is ridiculous. And you're, and I've on that studied that. He, I, I've, I have been into it. He has studied that extensively. It just and the thing me. that bothers him, because he, he's like, this is such common sense, but everybody's getting so tripped up on it. If you're reading it and you don't understand it because of the language it's used, you know, however it's written, you know, maybe to you, Old English, just you get all twisted up and it is not just like if I were to, I could read something in Spanish. I do not remember enough of Spanish from high school to be able to like truly heartfelt understand what it is. Like I could make out a few things, but you know what I mean? Like, so in whatever way that when you read it, it resonates with you right. and you truly comprehend it that you could turn around and you know, you can comprehend something. If you can read it and then turn around and completely explain what you just read, that's how you understand it. And so the, if you're reading it and you couldn't turn around and ex completely explain to me what that chapter just said, then you don't understand that translation. Get one that you can read and understand. And so even if you're starting in something like the NLT, the NIV, what are, they're great translations and that's how you can be fed 
All right, we just realized that apparently throughout this recording and the last one we did that at some point my microphone started to go wonky and I had like a really deep, weird voice. And I know that's happened before too with yeah, mine. So. Again, we've got like cheap equipment and we're just kind of making do with what we've got. So sorry, um, hopefully it wasn't too terribly obnoxious, but we're almost done with this. And I think it was really good. So I'm pressing Brandon for us to finish it and still put it out anyway. I wanted to just trash it and redo it, but, but the information is good and it's there. I'm sorry if I sound weird or did sound weird. Okay. Right. So translation is one that you can understand yep. and you know, you can understand it if you can turn around and explain what you just read. Mm -hmm. That's how you know if you truly understand it. And, and ask, um, you know, I mean, just if if you're if you I know I've had plenty of people ask me about different versions so if you have any questions about a specific one mm -hmm. just send it to me and I'll look at it I know just most of them sense. some yeah. of them I don't I didn't somebody sent me one yesterday that I didn't know too much about Cause there's all and kinds I looked of into it there, and yeah. I was like okay and then I gave my opinion so so what about like things like highlighting and note taking and how you actually you know remember what you're reading and stuff because I know there's so many I've seen so many women out there that teach like full-on like online classes of how to read your Bible and it's all about you know Bible journals and color coding highlighters That's and things crazy. like that easy um, do you have a thought on that note taking like what to highlight what notes to take is there a certain way to do it not do it should you do it don't do it yeah okay so i know i had somebody else ask me this question too unsure about whether or not they should even write in their bible yeah um it's a book guys it there's nothing necessarily holy about paper between in leather okay so it's not there's it doesn't if you're doing you're it, carrying around where's the your heart? Covenant here. Where's your heart? Are you spray painting or, or like when we were in high school, we did horrible things to the Bible. Yeah. We would take it like pens and like just remove words out of it. Like, you know, and like circle it until the, and then cut things out of it. Like we, yeah, don't do that. But. <laughs> it's a hard issue. But it's a hard issue. It's like, are you defacing it? No, absolutely not. You're, if you're writing a little note to help you remember something mm -hmm. or um you need to write you know that's what it's for mm -hmm. writing it it's it's interactive it's not it, it, there's nothing particularly holy about the the paper itself and it shouldn't be raised up as if it's some um, because then at that point this You're becomes an idol mm -hmm. you know and, and you can't that's that's not the case you know that's like definitely for the not kids the um for our younger kids i bought them very cheap ESV Bibles I think they're maybe five bucks and that because they wanted to be able to make notes in it like how we make notes in it sure. so we got them those our kids highlight the whole well and that was what was funny <laughs> about the person that asked me about it I sent back a picture of my Bible mm -hmm. and I said because they asked what do you feel how do you feel about writing in it highlighting different things like that so I took a picture of my Bible and if you saw oh my gosh I mean, notes and sticky notes and highlights and exclamation points and it's ridiculous. I mean, I have in my ESV study Bible that I went through seminary with, it's color coded to different colors and and highlight under. I mean, you name it, it's in there. But it's all information, and I think it's all. I think God enjoys it. I think a child of His that will go down and read his word and pick it apart word for word line by line and let that be the bread of his life 
the father honors that. He loves that. You know, that's your imagine if, you know, your child did that to you. You mm-hmm. know, if you had something that you wrote and your child was just sitting down there just completely concentrating, obviously not comparing our roles here, but you know, yeah. just giving us some understanding to mm-hmm. imagine if, if that was a we'd we'd think that was adorable and why does God feel any different? You're learning and you're you're obeying him by reading his word and worshiping him in reading his word. Well, and when you sit down and you truly start spending time in the word, the Holy Spirit will be moving within you and you will read things that just wow. That just stick you, out just to that you. Stand yeah. out, that hit home, that touch on and something. And what I do is like I'll underline it and write the date and what exactly it was that God spoke to me during mm-hmm. that time in that particular mm-hmm. A lot of times I'll be reading one thing and it makes me think or go off to reading in a different book. And so I will note, you know, say I'm reading in Romans, but it made me think of something in Exodus. Mm -hmm. I will write Exodus, whatever, next to the verse in Roman, you know, to cross-reference these different things. Um, One idea that one of you um, sent to us is in your, your kids, you let them, as you're reading through, let them draw pictures right. of what they're understanding yeah. with that. And you can do that as well. But I, I think that's amazing. Um, whatever works best for you to note down. Remember, I used, when I read through the Bible, I took um, one specific, I think it was pink pen. And everything that, because when I started reading, I wanted to know what Jesus actually mm-hmm. said. And so every time Jesus stated something, good or bad you know it was jesus's statement on something i underlined it with that pink pen because i wanted to see not what people twist jesus to be saying but what jesus actually said and so when you go through my gospels everything that jesus as a man physically spoke as a statement of fact is underlined in a pink pen you know what i mean so you just you take something that, red words I, I didn't have the red words but <laughs> <laughs> Biblical humor again. But um, I just took, you know, the things like that, you know, whatever it is as you're studying and going through, whatever works best for you, there is no specific way, you know, that you should feel you have to do it or something like that. Um, How do you know what and when to choose for Bible study with the children? Well... Tell them that it's a. It, this is a story. We all like stories. We all. I mean, what is what is our entertainment industry built off of? Mm-hmm. What do we do? We read, but we. The Bible is a, a story, an interactive story. Something that's true. Way cooler than that anything really happened in it. Yeah, I mean, it has all kinds of cool, crazy stuff in there. Like mm-hmm. anybody that thinks the Bible's lame and boring and a bunch of old like shepherds out in the middle of the somewhere, <laughs> like you don't understand the Bible because it's bananas. And with the kids, you know, explain to them what this is, what they're talking about. Um, just in the advice I gave you with the who, what, where, and when and why, I mean, do the same thing with the kids, but explain to them, like, you know, the spiritual world. Like, I, I hate the the comparison to, like, give to other people, but I, like, you know, explaining the demonic, you know, the spiritual world with the the very real spiritual world where, like, you know, it's kind of like another uh, dimension, you know, like we'll yes. say, 
You know, and they'll understand, you know, because all the movies nowadays, right, are all... And we watch Superbook with our kids. And honestly, Superbook, it's a TV show. They're, like, free on Amazon Prime. You can get them on Pure Flix. I think you can get them on just the Superbook app if you have, you know, any device. And I think a lot of times them watching stuff like that and then us reading the scripture on that sure, is that a great a way for yeah, them. Visuals. Mm-hmm. They need they need visuals because other than that, just sitting down and read scripture with them, that's they're not they're, they're not going to get it. They need they need the visuals mm-hmm. and they need. I and try let's to point be honest, out it helps us too. <laughs> well, yeah, it does. But with like, like with Lily and stuff, I try to point out, you know, like oh hey, this is um, remember. This is what you saw on the Bible or on Superbook or on something like that. This is right then. So this is what he's saying. So is the, the visual approach is, is the best way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, I guess that's. Yeah. And I think uh, with our kids, we started off like Brandon started off just reading Psalms and Proverbs. Again, mm-hmm. very easy. Yep. Um, the story of Job. Uh, any of the, the the stories of, you know, certain people, Jonah, you know, stuff like that, you know, stories of people, the Gospels, read the Gospels. And then I feel like once our children really had a great understanding, you know, within the Gospels and Acts of how the church started, what it was, Jesus's life, then going into, you know, the books of the Bible, practical application, what it's not mommy and daddy making up crazy rules. This is what we must live our life based on. I mean, we've studied through nearly every book with our children. Our children actually love the prophetic books. Um, our kids love Revelation. Yeah. Our kids love some of the ones that aren't like the the normal popular ones or some of our kids' most favorite books yeah, to exactly. read. Um, but I'm, I'm thankful to say now that we are at a point that we have read the Bible so much with our children that our kids now they'll they're pretty much all over the place they'll take anything you know what i mean they they love it so the more you do it and the more you make it a priority that this is what is on your family's mind and focus and and what's going on in your home and you're watching the shows that are showing you know with the tv you're bringing in and all the other stuff like that the more that you make it come alive you connect it in everyday life it's what you're talking about all the time um almost like scripture instructed us to do this back in deuteronomy but mm-hmm. uh, the more you do that the more your kids will engage and start having ooh can we read such and such again they'll they'll find characters yeah. in the bible that they feel they resonate with and so you know they'll ooh let's read this again because i i feel like i connect with that that person somehow yeah. you know so i think the more you do that um yeah so you'll definitely just connecting see that. to that yeah super book and and what's in the bible they're great resources yep. perfect but, even super, yeah, like you said, Superbook for even older kids, man. Superbook's really cool. Yeah, Superbook does, I think, the best job in showing like the spiritual realm of things for me, and and, and thinking of the things of heaven. I thought they just did a fantastic job with that. So, um, really, I mean, there's there's all those things, and there's all those different ways, but in you have to start somewhere, and so we know it is the of the utmost importance to be in the word of god and not just cherry picking you know i read my verse of the day so therefore i'm good or i read this little topical devotional so i'm good open your book be in prayer go wherever you feel led to go read the whole thing then move on to another book read the whole thing what is it if you read like three chapters a day you will read the whole Bible in a year or that, something like maybe. that. I think it's something like that. I could be off, but I don't know, um, I have to do the math. I don't remember what it is, but if just get in your word every day and read, and I feel like if more people would just do that, 
you'd start to realize you're right. It is really hard to cite. I, I would, I know like for me, I want to do better at memorizing scripture. I, I'm horrible mm-hmm. at it. You know what I mean? Like I remember movie lines, but I can't remember scripture. And I said something like I, we saw that one woman and she has like the entire new Testament memorized. I'm like, I want to memorize more. Like, I don't know if I could ever be that good, but I just want to be better at memorizing scripture. And I do think it's cool. There are some people that are great at being able to rattle off scripture. You know what I mean? Some people Mm -hmm. are great at it. I feel like I don't have that skill, but, um, I do in a certain, I do in a certain way. Yeah. I'm, I'm by book. Mm -hmm. You're by book. Yeah. Going, but that's back to your whole point of it's so much more than just well if you read verse three yeah no, I don't want to play the sling scripture back and forth I want to read the full context the full understanding let's dig deeper here than just yeah than throwing just a verse this, at one another just to cement for, our point because I that's the easiest way for somebody to break for unbelievers to break something down too is just by taking certain things here and there and pulling them in and, and basing an idea off of them yeah. So. So hopefully that helps. Hopefully. Again, and um, sorry for the messed up microphone. That's yeah, why we kind of shut. I'm sorry, so, but we share we'll try again. Bible studies. So if you are confused, you don't know where to start. That's why we throw those out there. Come and join in with us. Maybe that will help. Use Brandon as a resource. Sure. Ask him questions. Ask him to do all the dirty work and dig for you and help you out. And if there's anything else we can do, please do not hesitate to ask. But hopefully that answered um, the questions that we just recently got asked and hopefully did some service, even if I sounded really weird every time I talked. Sorry. (laughs)